Welcome to the Leadership in Yoga podcast hosted by me, Shauna Kruger. And on this podcast, I'll be bringing you interviews with exceptional leaders in the yoga world alongside trainings and tips so you can experience true breakthroughs and help others do the same. Hello, (laughs) how is your day going? My day's going pretty well. We're just about to flip over to 2023 at the time that this episode is being recorded. So I guess this will be my final transmission to you from the year 2022. And I have a pretty special one for today on time. This episode is lovingly titled, Listen If You Don't Have Time. So I've been wanting to do an episode on time for a while now for a number of reasons. Some of you may know that I actually left my full-time job that I had at a law firm here in Seattle in February of this year. And I remember thinking like, oh good, you know, I can't wait. Like I'm going to have so much time to focus on all of the things that I've been really trying to squeeze in around work and it's going to be great. And what I noticed was a very peculiar thing. I do not have more time. It's shocking. I <laughs> I don't even feel like I have more time. It's it's literally so strange to me this sensation and maybe if you've ever gone through a similar change and you thinking that you're going to have so much more time when you scaled back the amount that you're working or done have done something differently in your life and you kind of realize like wow, it's still odd. Like I still actually feel like I don't have time. And I think, you know, the reason why that is, is that things take the amount of time that we give them to, you know, things that we say we're going to do someday are generally not started. And it's interesting because I kind of feel like I have witnessed all different stages of time. I mean, from clocking my time on a nine to five, from spending eight hours working on one row of apples back when I worked on the farm. I've seen attorneys billing their time. I've seen timed exams in college. I've seen yoga with no clock and the intention to forget about time. I've read The Order of Time, which is actually a great book, by the way, if you're looking for a good read. Uh, You know, I've seen Wasting Time. I have wasted time. My time has been wasted. I have done meditation for an hour with a timer and again the objective to not think about time meanwhile so it's really just kind of like all spectrums literally but this week I heard the most shocking fact and so I was like you know what I am not putting off this episode on time anymore it's time it's time for the time episode (laughs) and that fact is that if you are just missing one hour of productivity per day. So you're spending one hour scrolling on the gram, watching some YouTube videos, binging some Netflix when you should be working on other things. If you just miss that one hour per day for an entire year, if we talk about that in terms of your productive hours, so let's say like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., that is missing an entire month of productivity time. Isn't that just wild? And if you want to talk about it in terms of 24-hour days to make it a little bit simpler, that would be an entire two weeks off of your year. That's insane, right? Because like, what if you got the chance to just go on a two-week-long vacation by yourself to deep dive into projects or even like a month, you know, you got a month of your productivity time to yourself to work on your own projects. You would totally take that time, right? But yet we see ourselves every day 
having these kind of like slip ups or these default patterns into essentially wasting time. And this is definitely not to say that we shouldn't use Instagram or that we shouldn't use YouTube or that we shouldn't watch Netflix or that we shouldn't rest. You know, we should use all of these things and we should absolutely rest, but we need to really rest, right? Because when you're switching between ideas and you're having information blasted at you in the form of video and then you're also texting back someone and then you're also kind of working and that type of behavior is extremely extremely exhausting on your mind and so if you are kind of one of the people that you get to the end of your day and you're like man my brain just feels like it's absolutely running in circles I feel super wiped out and I kind of feel like I'm you know burning the candle at both ends to say where it's like I'm so tired but yet at the same time I can't relax that might be why so we'll get a little bit more into that but I wanted to start by asking you a quick question and before we even do that actually can we breathe together just for a moment so even if you're walking or driving or anything of that nature you can still do this breathing exercise it'll be nice and simple As you're able to do so, begin to breathe through your nose if you aren't already. Just take a few normal breaths through your nose, becoming aware of the sensation of the air flowing in and out of your nose. And as you take your next inhale, make it the deepest inhale you've taken all day. Fill up entirely through your belly, your ribs expand in your chest and then exhale out that air once again inhale fill up through your belly your ribs and your chest exhaling out there One last time, inhale through your nose, fill up your belly, your ribs, and your chest. Hold this time the air at the top, noticing just the full expansive feeling across your chest right now, the full capacity of your lungs being used. And then exhale out your air slowly through your nose. And then go ahead, return to normal breathing. But, you know, just as a side note, if you're able to, try to consciously breathe through your nose always throughout your day. It's good for you for a number of reasons. And I'm going to do a podcast episode on breathing, actually, that'll be coming up. So stay tuned for that one. Anyway, so the question that I wanted to ask you is, have you ever considered the idea or would you consider the idea that five minutes of clear thinking could be more productive and more useful than five hours of work? Like, does that sound absolutely crazy to you or have you experienced something like that before? It's okay, no matter how you feel about that statement. It's kind of a controversial statement, so everyone is going to have kind of a different perception on it. However, maybe it's not quite as exaggerated as five minutes is more valuable than five hours. But we know, right, when we're focused 
and we're present, we're going to be much more efficient. And so really this whole idea of, of time and not having time, it's not as black and white as we think it is. It's not like this is how many things I have on my schedule and therefore I don't have time. Because how we're using that time and how we're working during the things that we have scheduled for ourselves is going to make or break whether or not we truly feel like we have time or not. So where does it all start (laughs) when it comes to time? It starts obviously when we begin our day, but it also starts with our ability to define how we want to use our time. I'm going to go ahead and start with beginning our day and then we'll circle back to our ability to define after that. So what do you do as soon as you wake up? Like walk me through it. Pretend that we're sitting down, we're having a little coffee chat, you and me trying to break through to some new levels of living. Um, Give me the lowdown. Tell me what your mornings generally look like. What do you kind of wish that they were? What usually ends up happening? And how do you feel about that? Like, are you someone who wakes up and you pop on your phone right away? You see a bunch of pending tasks. Are you someone who does get up and take a little bit of time for yourself, but it might not be the most healthy time? Where do you fall on the spectrum of the mornings on average again? You know, the reason I'm asking you about what you're doing in the morning is because you'll probably hear me say this a million times if you follow any of my other sources of work. You're probably going to hear it even multiple times on this podcast. But what we do in the morning sets the tone for our entire day and our days add together to form our existence. So it's extremely important, actually, what we do with our mornings. And if we start off the day already feeling like we're drowning and stuff and we never give ourselves that space to actually feel a bit of relaxation or feel like we are able to accomplish things right so maybe that's just getting up and making your bed and feeling like oh you know what I actually can take things off of this list it's not just more and more stuff being piled on to me I am in control of some of these things, right? If we never have that moment in the beginning of our day, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to find that than later on. So why not give yourself every advantage you can and have a little bit of that feeling earlier on in the day? So circling back then to defining what it is exactly that you want to feel, right? What is it that you want to use your time on? What is it that your existence is for? I'm just kidding. That's a little bit too far. We don't need to have any crisis here, but it's really important to ask yourself ahead of time what you want to spend your time on. You'll probably hear people all the time talking about setting intentions, about being intentional and X, Y, Z quote about intentions. It's like used so much that it's almost like it's becoming worthless because it's being thrown around so much, but When we look at what it actually means, it's very important. You know, you might be like asked at the beginning of a yoga class, for example, to set an intention, but you can't really force this kind of thing. That's the most important thing to note about intention setting. Because, you know, maybe you are at the beginning of a yoga class, if you're a superhuman, are in the state of mind to set an intention. But most of us come from parking the dang car and 
answering client calls all day and wondering what we're going to make for dinner because like the vegetables really have to be cooked like we cannot go out it's just it's not an option um anyways it's really not a super ideal moment to go real deep and think about what your intention is so when you look at setting an intention for how you're going to use your time you have to make space to set the intention okay And you might be saying like, wait, wait, wait a minute. I told you I don't have time. That's why I'm listening to this episode. And I know, I know. But if you don't at some point step outside of the cycle of not having time, you know, you don't get out of the current, you're just going to keep repeating the same thing over and over again, wondering why and thinking it's just not fair and not understanding what's really happening. So one of the most important things you can do when it comes to setting intentions or being intentional with your time is think about what three pillars you have or your life has around which all other things in your life will organize. So to kind of paint a picture of that, you can imagine them like pillars that stand strong despite a river flowing around them. So like the water and the chaos and the noise, they all fill in around the pillars, but your pillars are your non-negotiables. They cannot be moved. It doesn't matter what else is happening. You know that you have them. You know that you can rely on them. What are they? And I know this is a really big question. So if you're kind of stuck right now and you don't really know, like maybe you have one idea, it's something that you've always done. Maybe there's another idea that's something you'd like to try, but you just kind of haven't figured out how yet. Um, You can think about this, right? You don't need to come up with an answer right now. But if you're not thinking, not able to think about it right now, maybe just jot down a little note and remind yourself to think about it later when you do have a little bit more mental clarity. For me... My yoga practice is definitely one of my pillars. Another one would be writing or just in general reversing the flow of information that's being blasted on me. Instead of, you know, me receiving all day long, which I do because I'm like a normal human, right? I do go on social media. I do watch the news occasionally. And, you know, we get all this information coming in. And so for me, it's super important every day to reverse that flow consciously and write things down on paper. It kind of is like a symbolic emptying of my mind. So anything like that, it can be like, some people will also put um, family time, like that's something that really recharges them, right? So just do keep in mind that your pillars are going to determine the direction of your life. They are absolutely going to determine how well you are able to deal with what life throws at you. So if you choose wisely as you continue to develop your pillars and devote time to them, your very precious time to these pillars and prioritize them, they will actually gift you more time, perhaps in the form of more energy in some way or form in the future. Okay, so making space in general is definitely a key for feeling like you are more efficiently using your time i think it was a einstein quote that goes something like um a problem can't be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it and i absolutely love being reminded of that quote because a lot of times like we're trying to work something out and we're trying to just solve 
this problem with a super low energy frantic state and that is just not gonna work so what happens then if we are actually able to create space to raise our energy to raise our frequency how how can we raise i'll I'll just ask you this question how can you raise your energy and if you just said coffee eh, (laughs) incorrect wrong answer not that i'm anti-coffee i do drink coffee but we don't want to rely on that right to raise our energy that's just not effective it's not sustainable make a list right now if you can if you can write write down all the different things that you feel like give you energy like for me you know that could be stuff that motivates me that could also be stuff in the form of rest and so as you go jotting down this list keep in mind too that there's going to be certain things that give you an immense amount of energy but they're kind of harder to get yourself up to do right and then there's going to be things that are much easier that just give you a little burst of energy so in my example something that would be very easy to get myself to do would be to read something motivational or watch something motivational and then after that maybe i'm able to shift up to getting myself up to dance and get a little bit of movement or go to the gym or do a yoga practice because I know that thing is going to actually make me feel better. It's just a little bit harder to get myself to that point. So what you can kind of create for yourself is essentially a toolkit for raising your energy. And so again, you might be saying like, I'm still not quite getting it because now I feel like I'm adding more things for myself to do in which more things should equate to less time but not necessarily like stick with me here for a little bit longer okay so if there is one thing that i hope that we can all get out of this episode it's to stop saying that you don't have time and either say that you don't have energy or you're focused on other things because when you tell people i don't have time they know they know right they know it's an excuse And you think that if you say that you don't have time, that it's polite. You think that it's like the sneakiest, best excuse of, um, I'm busy, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm 100% guilty of this, right, too. And it's something that I'm consciously reminding myself every single day and checking, checking myself when I go to say, oh, I'm so busy. Because like, welcome to earth. Like, please don't forget to sign up at the chaos booth and pick up your giant bag of things to do today like we all are super busy so ask yourself this next time when you're about to say that you don't have time or that you're so busy are you a protecting your ego because you don't want to admit that you're overwhelmed or tired are you b not really wanting to see the person or do the thing or are you c actually genuinely prioritizing other things that you would either rather do or that you need to do because it's going to be one of those at least be honest with yourself if not with others because again you know we don't want to hurt people's feelings and things like that but really a lot of times we think that we're helping ourselves or the other person by saying we don't have time and we don't even understand why we're throwing that phrase out so often sometimes it's entirely unconscious And it ultimately will push us then deeper and deeper into this pattern 
where we continue to create circumstances in which we have less and less time. And we do not want that, okay? So yeah, if on paper this sounds great, like, yeah, I'm going to raise my energy. I'm going to be honest about my time. I'm going to be honest about where I'm at. I'm going to be aware of how I'm spending my time and all of this. Like, where then do we get caught up? Because it's not that simple. Like, we all know it's not that simple. I think one of the main places that we get hung up is this kind of energy sucking cycle of over committing, excuse me, of over committing and under executing. So the only way out of this cycle is to essentially do the things that you say you're going to do. You have to make the commitment to not negotiate. And if you do feel like you are drowning in things, then you need to do less. But how does it make you feel when you say that you're going to do something and then you don't do it? You, you know, either feel bad probably or you experience some sort of consequence directly or indirectly for that. And that in turn wastes more energy and time. It's a friggin' cycle. And the only way to break out of it is to become a person of your word, no excuses. And again, if you are really overbooked, you're going to need this kind of physical shock of actually trying to do all of the things that you say that you're going to for you to then in turn make a serious change to your lifestyle. Why do people, for example, make insane changes after dramatic events like, you know, they've gone and to the jungle and done ayahuasca or they've experienced some sort of other life-changing event or some version of eat, pray, love. And like, you don't have to wait for an experience like that. If you get fully present, you are going to experience an extreme event. And you know what that extreme event is? That's all of the things that you've been running from. It's scary. (laughs) If you actually do all of them, it's going to be a lot or you're going to get some extreme clarity that oh i am wasting so much time it's terrifying right so all of the answers are in your awareness all of the answers are really in yourself so don't let people try to like sell you external fixes to make things better about your circumstance get super present with it you're going to evaluate it and it's going to be extreme in the sense that it will allow you and it will push you inevitably to make a change and honestly that fact alone is pretty much why I do what I do (laughs) it's why I believe in the power of coaching and the power of being asked the right questions and being pushed to understand on a deeper level what is the root of me feeling with this, you know, low energy, me feeling like I'm having no time, me feeling like I'm stuck, you know, to be supported as I then go to dive into the deep end of implementing some changes because I'm tired of this. I don't want to do it anymore. So I hope that this episode has encouraged you to look a little bit closer and to ask yourself some of those questions and If you are feeling like you would like some more, you would like some more of these questions, you'd like some accountability along the way, uh, send me a DM saying self-leadership 
and I will stalk your profile probably, to be honest. <laughs> and then, of course, I will send you the details of my, my signature one-on-one coaching program and we can see if it's a good fit for you or not. So that is all I have for you today. And just to quickly recap then, if you are taking one thing away from this episode, please stop saying that you don't have time and realize instead that you don't have energy. In Tied in with that, then, your little piece of takeaway homework is to think about what are the three pillars around which everything else in your life organizes? What are those three non-negotiable things that you can rely on that happen first that set you up to in turn be approaching everything that you have to do in your day from a higher level of energy okay well i will see you in the next episode and if you're listening to this live time i'll see you next year a little cheesy joke there but see you in 2023 and i hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day ciao ciao nos vemos